What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Very Dependent Podcast, where we depend on the Very Day in Black for our everyday vibes. We're going to start the first half of this episode doing a keep sell loan for our boys in Verde before we jump into a halftime segment on Austin Rise's inaugural home match. We will spend the second half discussing how things are shaking out across the league as we hit the halfway point of the season and end it with a stoppage time rundown of the hottest Austin FC, MLS, and World Footy storylines of the past week. I'm Logan Bartlett, a.k.a. Lobar. I'm Logan Jones, a.k.a. Lojo. What's good, everyone? It's Paul, a.k.a. Lopal. All right, let's get it. So the first half, we're going to start this keep sell loan conversation uh, where we run down the roster and each choose if we want to keep the player, sell the player or loan the player. Uh, We're looking at the official roster on Austin FC's website for reference. So we're just going to jump right into it because there's like 20 something people to get through. So let me click over to this link real quick. And our first player is Charlie Asensio. Keep so alone. We're going to go Paul, Lojo, Lobar, just throughout the whole thing so it's easier. That works. All right. So, Paul. Yeah, let's go ahead and keep Charlie as a loan to Austin FC2. Yeah, I kept uh, Asensio as a loan as well. I did the same because he's been playing well. And we'll move on to Matt Bersano. Keep so alone, Paul. Sell. <gasps> Sell. Lojo. Sell. Yeah, I, I did keep because fucking he's never going to play anyway but why do y'all think so well i mean just in general like he hasn't touched the field hasn't gotten any minutes you know uh at this point so at at the very least i mean we're probably not going to get a whole lot for him but you know in the off chance it's i could see uh keep either way in the you know that that sense of like he might do some stuff for us in league cup maybe but at the end of the day it's like nah yeah, well, even then, like, I don't expect him to play, so why would we buy somebody else to come in to not play to replace him, hypothetically, you know? I, mean, I guess you, you use loss in that case, but... Yeah. Every, every... Oh, let's keep it moving. Will Bruin, what'd you, what'd you have, Paul? Sell? I said sell, but quote-unquote, because he has a year... This is his only year of his contract, so he's... Some of these, I said sell, but it's also kind of like a... By the end of the slash year, slash let yeah. let walk, you yeah, know, kind of deal. Yeah, I, I did sure. keep for the idea of keep him throughout the contract. Same idea, just like there's no reason to get rid of him halfway through the season. He's going to play 60 more minutes. We don't need to go buy a third striker hypothetically to replace him. But regardless, moving on, Cascante. And it should be noted uh, for the listeners uh, that we we did our own individual picks here. Um, we didn't like conspire and, and look at each other's list. So this is true. Um, anyway, oh, for Cascante, for uh, y'all are going to love this boys. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. There we go. Good. Good. Yeah. It's keep for me as well. Yeah. Keep for me. That doesn't make sense to get rid of our starting center back. Uh, moving on Jafal. Keep. Keep as well. Keep as well. Keep it going. Gta. This is boring. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm we're talking kidding. about we're talking about guys. I mean, he's you know supplemental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we he's start... good. He's young. He's making no money. Like, for we're sure. gonna yeah. keep him. Well, we're talking, you know, like GTA right now. Uh, we're on GTA, and I I would like to keep. Okay. GTA. No, seriously, honestly, if the, since we're having it my way, uh, I'm keeping GTA as well, even okay. though I don't think realistically we will. That's interesting. I had sell. But just because, Ooh. I mean, Lojo, you've said it multiple times, we're feel-good FC. So he doesn't, <laughs> he wants to be close to his family. We're going to get him close to his family. But 
also he's taking a U22 spot and we'll see later down the list that, you know, maybe I saw another one of those dudes and maybe we buy down ring and maybe we get a third DP. Um, but that's my mindset. It's like we whiffed on him just because he's not, doesn't want to play here. So move on. Pero, I do want him to play. So like Pero, like Jesus. I would like him to play again. It's just probably not going to happen. So yeah. sell him, get money. Don't just let him walk for nothing. Exactly. You know, Driussi, I think it's obvious. Man. We're keeping that boy. Why are we even having this discussion? But yeah, no, <laughs> we keep... keep it going. Diego, I think the same. It's probably obvious. That's, That's an obvious keep. keep. It's a keep. He's a right? keeper. He's a I keeper. I mean, he's a winger, but you know, he's a keeper. We keep him because <laughs> we love him. Uh, Ethan Finley. Oh. This one, I was torn because um, I can't remember how much longer he has on his contract, but I have us actually keeping Finley. He's been, yes. he's actually been a really good, um, like reserve role for us. So, yeah. I like that. No, I definitely, uh, said keep Finlay as well. I actually thought I would hear, I would be the only one saying keep on that. Uh, but I said it for the same reasons Paul is, uh, great support, yeah. great depth at that position. I agree. I, I had the same mindset too. I said keep, but I was leaning on, well, somebody might say sell and it could make sense, but to, to y'all's point, he's been a good reserve. He's could put in the shift he's that mls veteran that's still contributing that you want on your team uh moving forward fodry i i uh, paul you go first sorry yeah for sure so for fodry i actually i think i was torn between a sell or a loan uh i think the safe thing would be to continue to loan him out he's he's been having some good uh shifts in austin fc2 but you know it's been pretty boring um like in terms of like this keep buy sell whatever so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a little bit of spice in there and say sell hey just 18 games into his career you want to sell him yeah we might we might pick up a little bit see what's up you know um but you know, I, realistically, I think he's been doing great for us in Austin FC too. And uh, I mean, it's yeah. all for fun anyway. So. Yeah. Do you see him doing so? Do you see him doing any better or and or doing anything to crack that first ro- team roster? Is that kind of why you're also saying sell him at this point? Well, it's less so that I think it's more so it it, it is just really kind of um, like the most uh, populous like. Uh, part of our roster right which is our our winger depth and so i i just don't sure. think i don't think realistically like he, he breaks it you know um this season at least but you know i think he's developing just fine yeah uh, he seems to be doing good under brett so yeah lojo i said uh loan but i put in the caveat to better competition like loan him to a usl side uh see what he does with a little bit better competition yeah. uh, and then kind of do the examining and determination off of that yeah, yeah, same name, same mindset. I thought the same thing. Fodry, I think we loaned him to a USL team like we did Asensio last year. Obviously, we didn't have the option of Austin FC2 last year, but I think there's a, a lot of options on Austin FC2 of guys who aren't a generation AD as a player, who aren't, you know, like a top five pick in MLS. Uh, I think Fodry kind of already has a framework set to be at least a, a trialist in MLS, like not literally a trialist, but he'll get his chance because of just his, his build and his acumen. Um, so I think loan him somewhere in USL, get him playing higher competition and give some of those other dudes like EJ Johnson and others more run on Austin FC two. 
Um, Gallagher, I think that's an obvious one moving that's forward. An obvious one. Yeah, keep my boy. Keep that dude. Yeah, I'd keep two, but but I was thinking like if we did want to switch things up, he could be a guy we could sell now at his highest potential. We'd probably get the most money for him if we sold him right now. We shouldn't. Mm. I think he's one of our best players right now, honestly. But I had keep as well. Uh, keeping it going, Jimenez, Paul. Um, is there an option to like go ahead and, and do the coaching track right now? Um, <laughs> make a respectfully? coach. Yeah, yeah, like make coach. Um, that's that's <laughs> that's the track that I want. Yeah, he's great. Um, no, no, no. But in all, in all seriousness, um, he's because uh, I think we just extended him, right? Like he exercises option, uh, like option year. This season, yeah, is that I right? I think this is his final year, right? I yeah. Mean, this... So this might be one of those like let walk. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not really selling, but not really loaning out necessarily. Right. Yeah. I definitely had him as a sell as well. He's really serving no purpose other than probably a good locker room presence, a good role model for the young lads. Yeah. I, I went keep with the caveat of through the end of the season and then hire him on the technical staff because no one's going to buy him. So we'd have to like buy him out and that would be a waste in my opinion. So just keep him through the end of the year, let him play fucking 30 minutes in a league's cup game and then let him coach after that and be done with it. Uh, keep it going. We have Kip Keller, another loney. Paul, what do you think? Uh, this one I've got loaning to similar how like what y'all had for CJ, um, loaned out to like a USL side. Um, Cause like, Here's here's where I'm thinking. He's he's been doing a really good job with Austin FC too, um, but I think if we want to see him develop and definitely become kind of like the future um, like center back role that that we want for the first team, I think he's going to have to like definitely cut his teeth uh, with just a little bit higher level of competition, which we're seeing like in USL. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, um, sides like uh, you know like San Antonio down the road or something like that, you know. Um, and going from there, otherwise, um, definitely, definitely keep, you know, cause his, his potential is there and we're, we are starting to see that with the second team. Yeah. Lojo, this what is where think? I say, I said, sell, sell Keller. Um, tell me more. Yeah, no, I, I just don't know. I don't know if we're going to get that potential from Keller and besides, his play when he was with Gabrielson, uh, those first couple games of last season, right. um, I I don't know if you've seen much from him, and it proved, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but is he even the best defender on Austin FC two? Subjectively, I I would say so. Subjectively, he's second. I think yeah. Sal. I, I think Sal like tops him just barely. Right. Um. I don't know. I don't agree with that though. Like I think. There are different kinds of players, and there's a reason why Keller is still getting called up to the bench for Austin FC two, and Matsuvaro oh, sure. isn't. You know what I mean? And I think that, well, yeah, and that, well, also size, I think, there plays a factor. Um, but size not I don't that know. much different frame wise, you know, uh, from Kit. But I, I'd have to go go check the numbers on that man because, like, um, I, I hear what you're saying on the the two different players, and I, I think that. You know, Sal's play complements Kips uh, definitely on that back line. Um, 
but just we're talking just purely in terms of defense, you know, in terms of putting those fires out. Like I, I feel safer, honestly, yeah. watching, watching Sal. And I, th- you know, not to say I, that I, I feel unsafe watching Kip. I feel stressed just, watching Kip. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So that's something that's been talked about before where like Kip's, the way he moves, the way his body, like his movement is, seems very stressful and kind of uncoordinated. It's very flaily. But, but numbers wise, just like, um, yeah, totally. Very Bambi is what a lot of people do. Yeah. Like, but numbers wise, I think we talked about this in one of the first episodes. Um, and it's been mentioned before, at least he was like top three in multiple defensive stats, uh, like a quarter of the way through the MLS next pro season across the entire of all defenders in the league. He was number one and number three and yada, yada. And, doing really well and being named to like team of the week and whatnot. So it's like, I think it's in, the way he looks is a little less coordinated, but his impact is he's much more aggressive and he he's given that freedom by playing next to Saul. I agree, but. Well, again, we're just going to go back to the original question. Who is the better defender? I'm not talk, like, we're not talking about impact. We're just talking about just straight up who can like, defend better who can like put up these fires stand someone up like push them to the outside as opposed to like bringing them in you know like i from from the multiple games that i've been to at this point now I, i'm tempted to say that like i i just like based on pure eye test but you know brings defensively and, and that's not to diminish anything just again because now that I, I think back to those uh, metrics that Kip was leading in, it was like, you know, pass completion, overall defenders, uh, which is not necessarily like a defensive metric or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of others, but yeah. Man. Regardless, yeah. I, the reason I'm I'm defending him in this case, too, is because so obviously I want to keep him, you know, but um, I was it was kind of a mix of like, keep him playing with Austin FC two to get consistent minutes, but have him on the bench every game if possible for the first team, because with Rado and Leo being out and really just having Julio consistently on the bench now, or sorry, Leo being out and Rado's murky feature, you know, we don't know if he's going to be here through the end of the month or not. Um, I think it's necessary to have that second legitimate center back. And he's played minutes for the first team in both seasons and is comfortable next to Julio and has played with them. So I want to see him get minutes off the bench still for the first team. But that's a good argument to be had because I'd want to look at the numbers and just, I I agree with the eye test in some cases, but I don't know. I like Kip. I'm still high on him. We all like Kip. For sure. For sure. Moving on though, we'll we'll keep it going. Uh, We have Kolmanich. He's out for the season now, but do you want to keep him moving forward or sell alone? Paul. I, what is, what is the, um, what is the work that we did with Ben sweat? Um, and like, did we release him or something like after, was it last season? Cause that's I'm trying to remember, um, that's what I get the feeling we're going to end up doing with, um, with Zani just because, um, he, he had an option like he, that was declined by the team after the first right. season. That's what it was. And I can't remember how much more Zenny has on his contract. I think maybe he might be on his last year here. Um, but I don't know if anyone buys him. Um, but I would, 
Oh gosh, man, this one's tough for me. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I actually, I actually really was high on Kip or excuse me, not Kip on, on Zani because um, I still think he has like the best left foot on our team, quite frankly. Um, and his, his, his crosses were like always like really nice uh, defensively, a little bit of a liability, but you know, look better um, though, this year. He was looking oh, better for sure. right for his injury. Yeah. He was looking great on defense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, I don't know. Feel good, FC. Keep them. <laughs> Lojo. See, for me, this one was hard because uh, I was looking at all the U22s as a whole, uh, kind of what Lobar was going back to, and the possibility of what happens to our team, what can we do, and what are, what are, options are available if we do sell all of our U22s. Um, I said keep GTA just because with uh, John's current status with his injury, I don't think selling him is going to be easy. I think you keep him, show his talent for a little bit more, and maybe sell him in the near future. Uh, that way, you can, um, you know, get probably maximize the amount of money you get for him. Um, and that's why I say keep GTA because in a real in in my realistic world, we bring back someone who's probably one of our top two strikers on our roster at this point. Um, while we don't, we, you know, while we still have U22s, we can't get rid of. Um, so it, all in all, I think right now it's keep John just because I would like to, for us to get the maximum amount we can for him. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. And so I had the opposite, you know, I wanted to sell G day for that same reason with the U22s in mind. So I actually wanted to keep Kolmanich one because I don't know what his, his, uh, contract is moving forward after the season. But regardless, I don't even know if we can sell injured players, like if that's allowed. If we can, no one's going to buy him because he's out for right. that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, and that's what that's what played a huge factor into my keep of right. John right now. So in, well, and actually, sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to mention, I think uh, I, I the injured the injured thing, uh, Houston, I think, picked up Brad Smith from Seattle um who i think was he's a defender and they picked him up just after like he had some surgery and like okay. wasn't going to be playing for a few months so it could be a it possibility that like we okay. we sell injured player yeah regardless i do want to keep him though with the assumption that we keep him moving forward so because i think he would still qualify for a u22 contract if we re-signed him now because he's i think he's 21 or regardless whatever the numbers is i remember reading somewhere that he would stay U22 still if we resigned him now. So even if he ages out of the, the literal U22, he could still fit in that roster category. So I say keep him. Um, and so moving on to, to Damian Loss, I, I do want to preface this real quick. I, I didn't mention this before with the other two Austin FC guys who are playing with Austin FC2, but technically everyone that's on Austin FC2, um, or sorry, that's on the first team that's playing all their minutes with Austin FC2, looking at Loss, Fodry, Keller, et cetera, uh, they're technically loaned to Austin FC two uh, right now, so that's why a lot of us are saying, "Oh, we'll, we'll keep loaning him to the second team because right. technically, according to the team, they're loaned." So, looking at loss, Paul, what do you want to do? Uh, we're going to go ahead and continue loaning um, because he is definitely going to be our second after Stuber. Um, so, yeah, keep loaning him, give him the give him that game time with Austin FC two, and then. Go from 
I said the same uh, thing I said for Fodri. Uh, loan him to a better uh, competition, USL, MLS, or you know whoever, uh, wherever. Because yeah. uh, in the next year or two, I'd love for him to be kind of the uh, successor to um, Steve Stuber. Yeah. yeah, I had the same thing for Loss as I did with Keller, which is keep him with Austin FC two to get maximum playing time, but keep him close enough to where he can play in the league's cup ahead of Bersano. Cause honestly, I'd rather see loss get those minutes. Oh, absolutely. Like keep Bersano. Cause we need depth just, just in case. Right. But I'd rather see loss get that, that second, you know, if we're going to put a different guy in that's not super put in Damien and, and let him get some minutes. Cause he's showing out for the, the second team. No, for sure. In my mind right now, loss truly is our number two guy. Uh, Bersano is just that kind of glass in case of fire type situation. Yep. Uh, kind of like what we had in Houston. Um, but if we had to go into a match day with a, with a goalie who's not Stuver, I would really hope it is loss. Yeah, I agree. Uh, keeping it moving, Nick Lima. Keep. Sell. Mm. I had sell as well. I, he's, he is, his, his overall talent is diminishing. He's just not looking good. He's not, he's a shell of the player he was last year and even what he was in 21. Um, I think we could do better. Uh, I think, and I think it's time to start looking for someone who's better and kind of revamp this defense. Yeah. My idea behind selling is that I pulled some numbers, surprisingly. This is like something I was just doing this week. I think I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure since 2021, Austin FC has given up either the fourth or fifth most goals among all the teams in the league. And their defense has been rated extremely low, including all the, all the in those three years. So in my mind, we need to make something up and shake some things up. We've done that a little bit, bringing in Lundy yeah. and Leo and yeah. Radovanovich, right? But we haven't done much at the at the fullback. And I think mm-hmm. a guy like Lima going, who's really just playing center back for us at this point, yeah. gives more time for Lundy to play and gives us room to maybe find a better replacement and not, you know, settle on rest on our laurels with that. Paul, any rebuttal? No, man, I see it. Um, I think my, my big thing was um, I can see that Lima originally was being used as more of that attacking fullback. Um, you know, he, his, his primary role on this team has usually just been, um, you know, securing ball out wide, like bringing his head up and, and like trying to put that cross into the box and hope that someone's there. Unfortunately, we've gotten away from, you know, putting the numbers in the box that like will benefit from that style of play. Yep. Um, And so, you know, y'all bring up excellent points and I can definitely see him being someone that we sell. I think, you know, uh, Lojo, you were saying he's a shell, you know, the player he was last year. Uh, Like, yes, but I just wonder, you know, like, if that's something that maybe with a different coach, wink, wink, I don't know. Like, do we, <laughs> do we see a little bit more of a revamp from, you know, right, some of these right, players right. that his role um, changed a lot from last year and the year before, yeah. and he played a lot better in those last two years than he has this year. So sure. his, he's clearly not being put into success and he's playing center back most of the season now. Right. Sure. Right. Right. Um, so moving to his potential replacement and, or his counterpart, uh, Lundy, Adam Lundquist, Paul, what do you think? Uh, keep Lundy, man. He's he's doing great for us, uh, in my opinion. And I think he's actually uh, um, like executing that game plan that he should be. Nick 
I guess in this in this case, what Nick should be doing, like Lundy yeah. is doing, yeah, like hundred percent times better. Yeah, no argument here. Keep from me as well. Lojo, you said keep, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying keep. I mean, he's. I, I'm pleasantly surprised by Lundy. I yeah. thought Same. he would. I, I really didn't know. I expect much from him, but he's showing to be one of our top two fullbacks right now, and I'm 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 here for it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on, potentially another obvious one, Danny P. What do y'all think? I'm keeping that boy. Quick with it, Paul. Paul. What's that look, Paul? I'm keeping him too. Paul, what are you saying? Oh, man. See, here's the thing. Is like, is keeping him here going to be the best thing for his career? I don't know. Apparently, Um, Paul's uh, imaginary team is also do right FC. (laughs) Right, right. I've just been indoctrinated, you know. Uh, No, no, no. In all seriousness, like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love Danny. Um, I think this is, this is why I'm saying this. Um, I I think that, you know, like his ceiling is so high um, that it it, it just worries me. I I get, you know, like if I think about it too much, I, I like start freaking out because it's like, he, he has the potential to like definitely play abroad, you know, if he wanted yeah. to, and if, if the numbers were right. Um, but we're not there yet. So while we can, if I can pretend we're going, we going to go ahead and keep him. He likes Austin. So we're good. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying, Paul. I hear what you're saying. I, in my mindset, it's keep him for as long as you can until the pressure right. is there to, to, to sell him. Cause for he sure. will, he'll put the pressure on the team. His agent will, and yeah. teams will come calling. So for as long as yeah. we can keep them around until the numbers look right. And and then, you know, because I don't think that's a far away. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a far away, um, you know, like reality, reality man. Yeah, I think it's I agree. Happen sooner than later. I agree for sure. I'm um, looking at a guy that also might be out sooner and later. Uh, Radovanovich. Paul, what do you think? Should have kept. Yeah. Or yeah. Keep. We should have kept. Absolutely. Especially, you know, going back and then. You know, the, a domino effect of me picking uh, Keller to, you know, out. Right. Um, right. Keep someone Rada, and then you've got Leo, Radovanovic, and Cascante as your center backs. And that right there is just a huge upgrade yeah. um, from what we start the season with, I'd say. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm hoping there's still room to keep him. Apparently, the rumors of him leaving are murky. He might be staying. Apparently, his wife's on YouTube talking about how they want to leave, but then... <laughs> That his camp is saying he wants to stay. Who knows? Hopefully he stays because I want to keep him as well. Um, moving on to the next guy, you know, we have uh, Lord Redis, Rodney. Paul, what do mm-hmm. you want? Um, well, I mean, I wanted this to work out, you know, uh, if I'm being honest, but I think at this point it would not be the worst thing, you know, um, to go ahead and see what, what the numbers look like in terms of selling. Um, I think, you know, because what we saw or we we got him, he was our first signing for was it two just two million? It was like two point seven million. It was almost three million. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Oof. So I don't think we're gonna get the full return on no. investment on that, of no. course. Um, but yeah, it would definitely free up uh a U22 spot, which yep. you know, we're starting to see like uh a good a good uh, swath of like available U22 players. Yep. out there um that we could pick from that aren't uh you know near three million dollars so yeah um yeah let's sell Loja. 
Yeah, I'm saying so uh, as we're kind of doing this little exodus of our U22. Yeah, I, I agree. If if you uh, followed what I was putting out with selling GTA and, and keeping Kolmanich, you could have guessed that I wanted to sell Redis here. Um, it, it gives us a chance to, you know, either move forward with the U22s and find ones and, and hopefully hit on one or two of those. Um, or it gives us the flexibility to shift around the DP slots and, and you know, commit to a higher paid DP um, and find more impact somewhere, regardless. Um, moving on to ADP himself, we got Rigoni. What do y'all want? Paul. You know, given his trajectory over the past couple of games uh, compared to the beginning of the season, I, he's definitely on an upward trend for us. Um, and I think... I think we keep him, you know, I think we keep him another season and, and kind of revisit the situation. I believe he was on a three, was it, did he sign a three year with us? Um, yeah, he's through 2026 as well. I think. Okay. One of those guys. Yeah. 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 Um, I really hope that the production obviously um, increases quite a bit, but um, I think he he's just, he's starting to grow into the team a little bit better into the attack, especially. Um, that I feel, I feel like we we need him. Yeah. Lil Joe, what do you think? Mm. I really want to say sell. I really do. Um, Just say it. But, you know, we, we need... So, I mean, who's it going to be over there? Is it going to be Finley over there on the wing? That's, we, just, that's we, not just, we just praised Finley. What you talking about, Gene? But I'm going to say, as a backup. I praised no, him as a backup. But, you know... I, I, I like what Paul said. Uh, I really did kind of go back and forth on selling him. Uh, and just, you know, just to say, you know, get the most we can uh, in return. Yeah. And just look for something else that'll work better. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. but I'm going to say keep for now. And then, you know, cause he's shown glimpses, maybe getting a little bit more comfortable helps him out. Uh, but this one's real close, but I, I, I would say keep, but he's on the radar. And if someone comes with a good offer, he could be gone. Yeah, you won't say it, so I will. Um, I want to sell him. And <laughs> there's a few reasons to that. It, his So one, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, conversation about our 30 games streak of bad form or whatever it is going back to just after the LAFC win last year, last season, of uh, poor form from our team. or 20-something games, 20-something goals. Very few points, poor form, not looking good. That um, almost directly coincides with when Ragoni started starting for this team. Um, and when you look at, so one, you look at Lima and you're talking about how his role has diminished. Uh, yeah. It's because we're forcing play through Ragoni on the right. So everything's going through Ragoni and Ragoni's getting paid $2 million a year to go to the byline and kick a ball into a crowded box. And that's all he's really giving us. And you look at and last It's not year, even a crowded box. That's the crazy part. Well, it's crowded with defenders. Crowded with Ooh, defenders, yeah. right? Yeah, crowded yes, with defenders yeah. box. Yeah, that's what I mean by crowded. Um, so he's getting paid all this money to not be very dynamic on the ball, to not give you anything of with all his faults and all his shittiness. Cecilia was at least giving you some creativity and trying to do something with the ball at his foot, right? And he's not giving you any of that. He's taking he's we're compromising a lot of our game plan to play through him. So it's it's kind of like he's just a glorified crosser at this point and that's really all we use him for and when that yeah. finley came in and did that role last year very well and got five goals and five assists doing exactly that mm -hmm. through the right wing 
being a glorified crosser, being a back post target and being attack minded rather than, you know, kind of assist minded where Rigoni essentially fits. All that to say is I'd like to see him sold and I'd like to see us kind of shift a lot of things on this team. Is it going to happen? No. I mean, Drew, he's here. He wants his homie here. Wolf is committed to this. As long as we're committed to this play style, Rigoni's here. Um, but that's a larger conversation of what I want from this team. So anyway, moving forward, Alex Ring. I'm going to assume this is an easy one for the boys, Paul. This is an easy one. Yeah, that's my captain. Yeah. We're keeping him. We're keep keeping. him. Yeah, keep him, buy him down, get a new DPN after you sell the 22s Every, Everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, Rodriguez, David Rodriguez, Paul. Uh, let's go ahead and loan him out. Uh, yeah. And specifically to uh, like Austin FC2 again. Okay, correct. Yeah, keep him where he is, loan to Austin FC2. Yeah, I actually had him loaning him out to a better competition, a USL club or something similar um, to Keller and, and maybe loss. Uh, I think that would be, he's shown glimpses and and has, you know, gotten looks from the first team. So give him better competition. Technically, Romagna sure. is still on this team, according <laughs> to the website. I don't yeah. know if that's right. That's what I'm saying. Was that technically not on alone? I mean, he's loaned out. According to austinfc.com slash roster, he is, he is on the out. squad and loaned out. He doesn't have a number. And I I don't actually, I didn't look this up, but is he on the team? <laughs> did, did he didn't get sold? I don't That's think good... we actually, I don't know if it was actually a sell. I can't remember. I think we all just hope for it. But I have him as sold anyways, or AKA let him walk. Yeah, regardless. If he's Likewise. technically on the team, let him walk. If he's not on the team, cool, whatever. Suver, what do y'all want, Paul? For Brad Stuber. Yeah, sorry. The the pause there was for drama, but uh here's <laughs> here's one that I actually I thought you froze. Feel... <laughs> no, not this time. Uh this one is one where I actually feel in my heart, uh, for whatever reason that we need to sell. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Lojo. Wow, I thought I'd be the only one. I'm selling Stuver too. Yeah, I'm selling Stuver just because I we need to get Loss in here at, at some point Word. because he's going to be the man. Um, and Paul, do you think it's Loss or somebody else that replaces him? I think I think it might be a little bit too early for Loss to come in as the main man. I think he has maybe a season, maybe two uh, to work under um, a more uh, like veteran uh, goalkeeper. But it's just, it's really hard right now. And, and here's the reason why, like, I love Stu, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But, you know, we've seen consistent, you know, like, I would say like positive shot stopping ability, his time in Austin. Uh, obviously, yeah. it's not, um, there There will be games, like we've seen a string of games now where it's not rare for him to have a, a blip or two or whatever um, in his game. Right. But I think we're starting to see him, his his value has obviously risen since he's gotten to Austin um, and become a starter. I think that we could see a good return for that for, you know, um, now I just have to like actually go no, through and look at. Keepers. No, you're right. And I was truly, you know, for my reason of selling too is probably because we're getting our maximum value for him. And honestly, yeah. for someone we're probably only have for like two yeah. more years. That's a great point. Right. You yeah. know, I, and 
I, Stuver does a lot of things great. My only complaint about him is that you know when he comes off his line, it's <laughs> yeah. it, it's tough to watch him do anything off of his line, and that really does kind of uh, handicap him and his ability. I, I just don't see him too often. Those games where we see him and we praise him as this god of a shot blocker is when he's actually on uh, on his game off of his line, uh, yeah. and that yeah. doesn't really happen too often. Yeah. So I, I had keep, but because for, so for the third year in a row, Stuber is like top seven or whatever in in total saves in MLS, mm-hmm. and he's still like top ten ish in save percentage as of this year. Before right. last night or before the SKC game, it would he would have been in the mid seventies or so. Right now he's at sixty nine point something percent in save percentage. I think with a consistent defense this year, he still looks like one of the top keepers in the league. And so while I agree with what you're saying, we're seeing some of those blips and some of those like, that's a save, Stuber. Like, what are you doing? Or why are you what what was that run out? You know, some some weaknesses in his game are being um, you know, are apparent. But I still think with a consistent defense, he is one of the better keepers in the league. So I keep him with the idea that we should look to upgrade sooner than later in the next couple of years. And maybe that's just yeah. us coming in. Maybe it's somebody keep- new. A keep with looking sure. to start to sell is also probably a great option. Yeah. But, but, but to your point, if you want to sell him, it's kind of now or never if, if we want to get great value right. on that because he's getting yeah. older. While, while the value's still high. Um, but uh, stay positive. I think uh, he does so much to, for this community. Honestly, that let's too. be real. The, the man does so much wherever he goes. Um, that's why we all love him. And so yeah. I, I you know, want to keep him as long as we can, of course. But um I agree. Yeah. yeah. I hurt my own feelings. <laughs> I, I know, right? You're like, but Stuber's the shit. He really is. It should be one of the ones where like this should be obvious. But right, it's right, right, right. you know, deserves like a the next one. The next one, I'm not even gonna give us time. Tarek so obvious. Get him out of our club. Oh, Bye. Bye. Moving we love forward. You. We <laughs> no, we don't. Maxi, what do y'all want, Paul? Uh Maxi is gonna be one that I look to see fucking keep. Yeah, we're definitely looking to keep, uh, mainly because of I, I think he is going to be that locker rooms guy or locker room vibes guy um, that still puts in a little bit more of a shift and is like his exertion, um, like on the field, is a little bit higher rate than what we see uh, from, you know, Hector. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So keep. Loja. Yeah, I said keep for the same exact reasons. Yeah. I said keep as well. I think he's a perfect backup and kind of like rotation striker for this team. Also, I got a cat and named it after him, so I don't want him to ever deliver a club. <laughs> um, moving on, Valencia. Paul? Uh, Valencia, I actually have as a sell. Quit that, boy. Okay, yeah. Lojo? I have him as a keep. Yeah, I had him as keep as well. Mm-hmm. Paul, is it sell because his value is looking better? We might be able to get something out of it or... Yeah, I'm I'm basing it purely off of projection um, because from what I'm seeing, he he's he's starting to rack up those minutes, um, and he's starting to kind of show his value as like a as a as a six, like as a true six. I think he works better being that um, like more central defensive mid as opposed to uh, like working in a pivot, and and I think in this league where we we see a lot of you know, teams that are looking to kind of like play up and, and kind of have 
someone like a, a Danny, so to speak. I, I don't think he's necessarily going to play the way that Danny plays as the six, but someone um, I think of, oh gosh, what's his name at Red Bull? He just like destroys people, um, not Casares. But anyway, that like someone like that in yeah. MLS is like, that's a good find. And I think Valencia isn't far away from uh, becoming that in this league, yeah. just with more minutes. And so I think we could, we could definitely get um, like a good, a good grab, yeah. you know, whether that's some Tam or whatever. Um, totally. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. I, I hear that. I think that would be a good move. I, I want to keep him because he's contributing, but if we're going to sell him, now's the time to yeah. do it. Uh, moving on, Leo Vicenin. Uh Paul, he's injured now for the next few months, but he's for signed sure. through 26. So, Paul. Yeah, let's keep him, man. I, I've been really high on, on Leo since since he came in. And, um, you know, hopefully he recovers sooner yep. than later. But, yeah, man. I agree. I want to keep him as well. Lojo? I say keep as well. Yeah, that one was pretty easy for me, too. Um, uh, Owen Wolf, Paul. Boy, let's sell. <laughs> Lojo? I said keep, and uh, I also said uh, which wolf lasts longer. Uh, hey, hey, that's <laughs> Josh a, that's or a Owen. Who, who stays at Austin FC longer? Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a two for one kind of situation. I feel like if, for if sure. one goes, the other dips. You know, yeah, ain't that I, homegrown no more. <laughs> facts. I had sell as well. Yeah, because he's been linked to like PSV. He's yeah. he just played for the U twenty World Cup and and scored and did well and you know is yeah. contributing. So he's on the radar. Good good value right now um yeah yeah and then lastly zardes paul i'll let you take it mm. yeah so jazzy i feel like it's it's going to be hard to sell right uh i think we've seen that like given the system of play like he can still produce somewhat um but i think he'll he he won't be the starter i think um in wherever other future venture he goes to if 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 that's the case um yeah. so i'm worried that we're not going to have any buyers um so this might be a keep and and you know just kind of let walk yeah as a free at the end um but god he signed to, through 26 huh yeah he's got 3 years yeah jesus yeah or 3 and it, I, yeah i said keep for the same reason i said keep for the fact that it's going to be so hard to find someone and you know maybe he's a buyout candidate at some point just yeah. truly all right but let, let's just yep. call this even and you know start from square one go about finding a better striker i was thinking the same thing yeah i had keep just because realistically our attack is pretty set in stone and we just got to find a way to make it work. But same thing. He could be a buyout candidate in years to come. Uh, so that was, that was all the roster right there. We went through all 26 or whatever people um, that took a fucking minute, but I wanted to end this with one last question. This is quick. Just be quick with it. If y'all have one, go for it. But who would one player be that we could realistically sign in the next year or so. And I'll, I'll start this um, because looking within MLS, there's a guy that I've hated playing against for three years and he's on one of the shittiest teams right now. And I think we could, we could give a compelling offer and that is lawless Abubakar for Colorado Rapids uh, at center back. I think he would be a good addition, especially with the injuries. And especially if Rado leaves, he could be a guy that we could get for some Tam, maybe a trade in Tam 
for it. I don't him. even think he's at a TAM level. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the, well, I, yeah, I just mean to like, you know, to buy him using our yeah, allocation yeah, yeah. money or whatever, you know, to give them an offer to, it could be a trade too, some weird MLS trade shit with like a, a Valencia or a GTA or something like that. If that's even an option where we sell a player and give some money, he would be my guy. Paul, do you have sure. one off the top? Yeah. So um, I was looking at, oh gosh, where was it? Um, give me one second. Uh, Atlanta's, uh, oh gosh. Oh, Tiago Amato, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it was uh, one of their fullbacks, uh, Gutman, I think. Is that, if I remember correctly, from what I saw with him, because he just joined with Atlanta, but I can't remember if it was like a two-year situation that he signed for. And he is another one of those like attacking fullbacks. So I think if he would be a really good complement on the opposite side of a John Gallagher pairing. Um, so I'm just yeah. thinking it's like, you know, Gutman on one side, Galley on the on the other side. Um, yeah. obviously having Lundy as a as a backup there or whatever, and then yeah, whoever is the back pairing, it's for like sure. we we would be generating a lot of really good chances and tack from from the back, which is yeah. He he fun. was on that NYCFC championship team, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh was he? Yeah, I'm, it's loading right now, but I think he joined them in 2021. Okay. No, no, he was on the Red Bulls team. Yeah, it was a Red, Bull, was on Red Bulls. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was New York. You're thinking Tinnerholm, who yeah. I would have loved to pick up if he hadn't gone back to, uh, what was that, Sweden? And then Lojo, do you have one, anyone, MLS or abroad? Yeah, uh, mine's MLS. It's the, it's the it's an attacker that I've been just admiring, admiring for so long now. Uh, he breaks my heart. Uh, from time to time, his name is Abobasi. Yeah, uh, I knew it. Oh, God, Jebo, Jebo, love watch, love watching him play, and just please come to Austin, man. If you're if you're listening to this, someone get this to Abobasi. I need <laughs> him to be wearing the Austin FC kit next season. That's fact. Somehow, some way, we get all three of those dudes who are winning a MLS Cup. Anyway, <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> all right, let's start the GoFundMe now. Yeah, we'll start it right. Dude, they don't need to GoFundMe. We just need fuck. They got money, bro. I'm not giving them any more money. Um, <laughs> let's keep it moving. We were here for way too long, but it was worth it. It's a fun conversation, and we'll probably revisit this at the end of the season too, just for the sake of it. We'll 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 see who's on the roster still and go from there. Um, so let's move to this halftime discussion about uh, Austin Rise and their inaugural home game. So um, they played their first ever home game at House Park this weekend in a 1-1 draw against the San Antonio Blossoms. Um, Blossoms' goal came in the 12th minute. Uh, they, have a, they had a right winger who was very dynamic and had some good uh, off-ball moves that, that got her open, and, and she scored a banger and had a couple other chances too. But Austin Rise tied it up uh, in the 36th minute on a great finish by number 15, Sarah Navarro, off a... Uh, Byline cross that bounced across the box and some commotion, and she she banged it on the far post. So, yeah, Paul, composure and finish. Yeah, it was good. Paul, what was the environment like at this game? It's the first ever home game. I know you were out handing out some goodies before the game with Kate. Um, tell me, what were the vibes like? Yeah, man, it was great. Uh, we got there a little bit early, so it was all really fun to just kind of watch it grow organically. We got there around five thirty, um, and you know we're just there as like folks were getting set up and all that jazz. And then just like right before kickoff, it was just like, 
this wave of people coming in, you know, a lot of uh, supporters from LV and, you know, the Austin Co-Ed Soccer Association. So shout out to the AXA folks um, and just, you know, good folks from the soccer community that were coming to, to support, you know, Austin Rise and, you know, the sun was going down. So it was starting to finally cool off just a little bit, but not, not quite enough. And it was really cool, man. The, the supporters, you know, they, they created TIFO, uh, for the ladies, which yeah, is really awesome. awesome. They unveiled that, uh, they brought some smokes in, which I don't, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that was allowed or not, but it, you know, it was, it was definitely <laughs> cool for the vibes anyway. Yeah. We had, um, you know, Mago and Hayden from Paprika, um, ATX over yeah. there dishing out, you know, the tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it was, food. it was just a really, really cool time. It, it definitely made me think of the environment over at Armor Field with uh, the Austin FC two games a little bit. It just had that good, like familial vibe to yeah. it. Um, right. You're always kind of like running into somebody that, you know, you know, and, uh, supporting yeah. the, the ladies and all that stuff. What did you see from, um, yeah. so I, there? I grew up in Austin. I went to Austin high school in the house park is their football stadium. So I grew up playing, you know, halftime and what I, in, in the band at every high school game. And it reminded okay. me a lot of like, going back there and all the nostalgia that came with it. And then watching, uh, you know, a, a women's soccer team on that field was so fun because it, it took me back to that time. You have like all the families of the kids in high school, when you're in band, you're seeing, you know, all the teams and the, and the bands family walking around. And it was the same environment there. It was so inspirational to see all these young girls in their Austin rise gear watching, you know, professional women's soccer, or is it technically semi-professional, right? Yeah. Yeah. Technically semi-professional, but you know, in that pipeline and watching that and, and just seeing the representation on the field, I thought that was really empowering and, and a really fun environment to be around just seeing not only the fans be excited, but even the players. I mean, of course our players in Austin, but the San Antonio Blossoms team, they were looking up at the crowd and like we were chanting and the TIFO came up and, and, and Lamerga started playing and they were like, whoa, what the hell? Like you could see the mouthing looking like, whoa, that's crazy. And like the smoke came up and they were just blown away as a traveling team to come to Austin and see that. So it was, I think it was good representation of, you know, what Austin is as a soccer city to still have, you know, just like when teams come playing Q2 and they're in awe, same thing. They came to house park for that game and, and they were like, whoa, this is crazy. Like they're chanting and, and singing and whatnot. So it was awesome, man. Um, but but shifting to the field um, and in a couple of minutes, how would you describe the style of play that Austin Rise plays? Yeah, man. Well, and really quickly, before we talk about the style of play, I just want to give a huge shout out to all of the like the volunteers and, you know, everyone that came out because I'm just it, it was like really cool kind of just to reiterate, like seeing everyone in all these capacities, whether it was setting up the, the little merch tents at the at the front of the gate, you know, all the the Merga musicians and the capos that came out to you know bring that atmosphere and obviously the fans and all that stuff. But it was, um, you know, like. Hey, you know, you could see her and she was just kind of like moved by all of all of that support. And it was just like, man, you know, it is really cool to see that, quote unquote, you know, Austin is the soccer city in action, uh, especially especially in such a historic stadium uh, like we have over at House Park. And so um, but yeah, moving on to the game, the game plan. It was really interesting to see because um, we do from the past three games that I've seen them playing so far, they really try to dictate play, you, just, you know, deliberately from the back. 
we have a really strong back four. Um, yeah, definitely. And and so you could just kind of see they also have two really strong central midfielders that, that are working in a pivot. Um, and I think it's just that you could see how they try to like transition uh, from side to side. Um, occasionally, you know, the Blossoms did a really good job of like just pressing and sticking to and really um, kind of engaging in the middle of the field, uh, yeah. which is hard, um, you know, when when you don't always have that wit from your your wide players to uh, kind of get out of those those spots. But in general, I think it was a really fun game um, to to watch from beginning to end. Um, they almost had a couple of chances to, you know, come out on, on front. Yeah, um, they did. It was but, exciting. Yeah, a lot of energy. Yeah, man. Especially at the end, too. Like, it was just kind of, it, it reminded you almost a little bit of like that Q2 environment where it's yeah. like you got the folks willing the up, team like, to win. Yeah, exactly. Last four or five minutes. And it's just like you love to see it. But yeah, it was cool, man. I think they we have a really strong number nine, too. She's, yeah, she comes down. You know, she comes down to the midfield and connects really well and plays it back to the midfielders and then goes on the run. And it's a fun play style to watch when we go on the break because it's it's a lot of speed, it's a lot of long balls and over the top. And it's that, you know, having that chase for the ball is so exciting to watch and just mm -hmm. definitely gets the crowd going. So I think they 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 went uh, a good direction with that to play that kind of exciting play style. Um, yeah. But we'll move on from that. We'll continue to keep the rise coverage, though. It's a fun time. There's an, another game this weekend, this Saturday. That's right. Uh, what, what's that day? Let me try to get my days, right? Saturday 17th. 17th? Yeah. yeah. It's 7 30 yeah, PM. Is that right? 7, 7 30. We'll, we'll tweet about it, but, um, yeah. go follow them on Instagram and Twitter. So you see what's up and, uh, it's a fun environment house park. So come out and, and support, but we're going to take a quick break before we jump into our MLS season review. Um, at the halfway mark. So we'll catch you on the other side. All right, we're back for the second half. Uh, we're basically at the halfway point of the MLS season, and uh, we wanted to look at some of the biggest surprises so far, as well as give our way-too-early awards predictions. Our first question is, which team surprised you the most so far this year? And I'll hand it off to Paul first. Yeah, man, there's a... I forget. They're like a new expansion team. Haven't really... Uh, I really... <laughs> Kip Keller no, FC? Yeah, right now. I'm sorry. I'm totally sorry, kidding, y'all. Uh, yeah, what the hell is going on over in St. Louis? Because those guys, we thought we we thought we were like just kind of seeing a, a small little blip, and they ended up kind of playing for real. So, um, <laughs> it, it kind of shows us that like you don't have to use your first year expansion year as an excuse for why your coach uh, needs to go in the third year. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like um, they're they're really they're really kicking it, man. And it's 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 been surprising to say the least, uh, just because everyone thought that, you know, like expansion teams are supposed to like suck in their first year, which isn't always the case. And they're they're proving that, like, you know, with a with a proper build and, and you know, a good strategy, it's like you will you will go far. It's true. Uh, Lojo, what about you, man? Uh, for the sake of just not picking the same thing as Paul, uh, my other one that's very surprising is uh, Cincinnati. Totally. Uh, you know, probably arguably one of the best teams in the league right now. Pat Noonan, uh, baby, that's the Pat Noonan ball. I mean, they are far and away leading the team, the league 
oh, 40 yeah. points on the season so as, far. So. As six guy yeah. one said, start from the bottom, now we hear. Uh, exactly. We're right. asking to supporter shield. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the team for me, of course, Cincinnati and, and St. Louis being the top teams on both conference, but um, Nashville. Nashville mm-hmm. hopping mm-hmm. from conference to conference year after year, and they're still top of the table every time. Um, yep. And you look at it's another example of a recent expansion team that is doing it right and that is dominating and that is finding a way to succeed regardless of what the league throws at them. Um, well, and they also had a, um, what do you call it? A coaching switch up. Did, did they not? Like they actually just got uh, Wilfred Nancy this past year from Montreal um, over in Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think they still have homeboy. Um, do they? G- yeah. Gary Smith or whatever his name is. I'm tripping then. Yeah. They've had him the whole time. He's he's okay. dominated from from all the data that I looked at. Good shit. Last good week. shit. Never yeah, mind. he's I'm tripping. he's been one of the most successful coaches since he came in. Oh, um, I'm thinking that Columbus. I'm sorry, I saw yellow. Yeah, you're right. Whoops. No, they got Smith over there still. Yeah, he's well. he's doing really well with that team. So, um, well, to flip the coin, which team has disappointed you the most so far this year? And we'll leave Austin out of it because that's an obvious answer for us. But Lojo, I'll let you start with disappointment. Just who should be doing better that isn't. So why can't I say Austin FC? Because it is Austin <laughs> FC. I mean, you can. Yes, that obviously to all of us, it's Austin FC. But outside of that, looking at the rest of the league, who would you say? And, and Paul, you can go if you have one off the top of your head too. While Lojo finds something that's not Austin FC. Because I truly thought that was good. That could be our answer. Now you just threw something <laughs> at me. I just um, want to throw the, a different league perspective. Of course, Austin sucked ass. But- so... I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you some time. Lojo. I, I think I was really surprised um, given the amount of like roster turnover at NYCFC that we've seen. Um, I was hoping that they still could kind of keep it a little bit more middle of the pack for them in the East. Um, but we just, we haven't seen the same level of, you know, uh, goal production over there with um i think they have who's it like santiago rodriguez or something like that is their top scorer um you have to tell me on that one g yeah (laughs) it's yeah santiago rodriguez and gabriel Pereira are tied for four goals as their top you know scorer over at uh, nycfc and it's just like it's crazy because they have one of those like upcoming you know brazilian phenoms in um tyler's magno uh who was off to a really good start, you know, last season, I guess he's kind of dropped off a little bit. I think there was an injury uh, somewhere in the middle there. Uh, but to see them scraping down at 13th in the East, it's, it's tricky, man. Um, yeah, totally. So that's, uh, that's something there. Yeah. Lozo, do you have one or you want me to go? Yeah, no. Uh, just kind of looking, doing a glance over, uh, I would say it's also uh, Toronto FC to keep with the Austin FC vibes. Uh, very similar uh, justification as to why they are disappointing. Yeah, I had the same. And I think the reason why Toronto FC is disappointed, disappointed so much is, is not because of Bernadeschi and Insigne necessarily. Of course, they, they had those two splash signings of, you know, kind of well, and European superstars. But, yeah, but exactly. Matt I was going to say Sean Johnson, Matt Hedges, Brandon Cervania, um, a, a couple other like uh, CJ Sapong, like all these guys that have come over to build yeah. this kind of MLS foundation for Insigne and Bernadeschi to, to excel, you know, around. And they're really just kind of fumbling the bag here. Um, I would expect, I expected more because they had a lot of big names that are still 
their prime or the tail end of their prime at least. Um, and they're just not getting it done. Um, and it, again, of course, Austin FC's here, but y'all have heard enough of us gripe about them. So we just want to give some other, some other teams out here that we look at and are paying attention to. And Toronto's one of them. Um, so moving to player focused conversation around the league, who are your MLS award winners at this point in the season? If you had to give it to somebody right now, who would it be? So we'll start with MVP and I'll, I'll let y'all go here. Um, Lojo or Paul, sorry. Who do you think should be end MVP as of today? Well, no, hold on. Like Lojo, you got someone. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you kick it off. I always get get started off. Never oh, mind. Mic, that mic's goofing, my G. Oh, sorry. There he is. He's back. <laughs> I um, I I keep flip flopping between MVP and Golden Boot of Hani Mukhtar and uh, Buwanga at this point. Um, you know, I, at this point, I'd probably give Buwanga the MVP. Uh, and maybe uh, you know, what would those be? Uh, and then Mukhtar the uh, Golden Boot. Um, but those yeah. two interchangeable, honestly. MVP Golden Boot. Those are two my two guys there. Yeah. One of them is going to win at least one of those, if not both. For sure, for sure. yeah, for sure, for sure. Paul, what yeah, about you? I, I see. I was right there with him, but I have I have Hani being the MVP again, back to back, with Golden Boot going to uh, Denny Bowanga. But it, there has to be, you know, kind of like what you were mentioning with uh, Nashville, you know flip-flopping from you know eastern to the western conference back to the eastern conference and still dominating you know at the center of all that is honey mukhtar you know and since he's arrived in this league three seasons ago he's continuously like been at the upper echelon of like attackers and and it's just like it's kind of crazy that he's kind of gone under the radar this season in this cycle of like oh shit you know like he's he's still up there you know, yeah. like Connie's doing the thing still. It's like, yeah, man, because he's for real. You know, he's almost too good to, to like be in this league, apparently. And so, yeah. Um, Did you give your golden boot too, or was it just the same idea between the two of them? Yeah, I, I split it. I mean, I yeah. can honestly see him winning both. It's scary. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think Denny, um, you know, he was just kind of tearing it up early on. And especially given, you know, his uh, production outside of league and CCL and open cup and stuff like yeah. that. It was just like, this dude is Good not that. going to stop. Yeah. I had so. some of the same suspects. Um, I think, well, see, that's where it's difficult. So to, to y'all's point about Buanga, um, he has 10 goals in league play this year in 14 right. games. And there's four guys in the league with 10 goals right now. It's Buanga, 14 games, Jesus, mm-hmm. 18 games, Mukhtar with 17 games and uh, Giacomakis, or however you say his name, the, the dude oh, yeah, in, from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Um, and he's he also has 10 goals in 14 games. So we look at those two dudes with Giacomakis and Buanga. They're the, the front runner right now for at least Golden Boot, just given right. the number of games they have left in league play. Um, but I do think unless Buanga just runs away with Golden Boot, uh, I think Mukhtar has the best case for MVP right now. I think one, the back-to-back idea is enticing, but two, he has 10 goals and seven assists in 17 games right now. Um, yeah. Bonga has 10 goals and two assists. Giacomaki has 10 goals and one assist. But then you look at other guys like, uh, you know, you see Zalaran is here with eight goals and seven assists. You see Almada is here with seven goals and nine assists. Um, 
there, there's guys in contention too. Gazdog with seven goals and eight assists. So there's guys that are playmaking at a high level and are just a couple goals behind, you know, some of the golden boot guys. So yeah. if one of these teams makes a big run and those, you know, the guys I named continue to play at that level, they could come, you know, dark horse and win one of these awards. Um, but keeping it moving, there's a lot of other awards to talk about. Um, golden glove. I'll give you mine right now. So my golden glove winner at this point is Joe Willis with, Na- with Nashville. Ooh, um, he has the that most saves well. in the league. Uh, Nashville has the lowest number of goals allowed, I think. And he mm-hmm. has one of the highest goals, uh, save percentages. People will talk about the great defense he has around him, but he has the most saves. He's doing or one of the most saves in the league. He's doing his part. Um, so I think him, Berkey's a dark horse for that for me too. Um, Berkey's getting shouts. He's St. Louis's keeper. He's getting yeah. shouts for potential MVP as well, just for what he's coming in and, and done. And I think living up to that DP tag as being one yeah, of the best sure. keepers in the league is is doing a lot for him in, in that case. Lojo, what about you, man? No, I definitely had uh, Joe Willis as well. Yeah. Paul? Yep, no change there. Yeah. A young player. I think we can all un- unanimously say it's probably Tiago Amada. Yeah, absolutely. He's in the MVP race and he's 19 or whatever. He's probably going to win this. Um, so I'll keep him moving. Uh, comeback player of the year. I actually had Jordan Morris here. And while his stats, I mean, he's having a great year so far. Mm-hmm. While his stats aren't crazy ahead of where he's, you know, where he was last year, uh, they had Gonzalo Higuain winning it last year. And he had just a few more goals than he had in 2021. But they called him comeback right. player just because of the narrative around it. So I think Jordan Morris, because it came out on fire and Seattle's doing really well this year. I think he could be a good contender for that comeback where not necessarily coming out and being like blowing his previous year's stats away, but the narrative. Lojo, what about you? Or Paul? No, I totally agree. Yeah, I was, yeah, if you were going to mention, what do you call, oh gosh, my brain. Yeah, if you hadn't mentioned Iguain, I think that would have been a really good point to also mention there, but yeah, I think, um, I think that's a solid choice for, for comeback player because, um, you know, Jordan just because was it last season, I think, where he had that that big tear um yeah. and was out for, you know, and then to yeah. come back in and and um do all that, you know, ridiculous goal scoring and all that stuff early in the season. So for sure. Yeah, man. Um props to that dude. Yeah. Um at this point, Shield winner looks like it's probably gonna be Cincy unless they crash and burn. Um they're at 40 points on the year, which I believe is eight points ahead of anyone else. Yeah, in the they're league. And, then they're dominating it. right now. So, and they're, they just signed a third DP or a, another DP. I think it's their third, um, a guy out of the Saudi league. Um, one of Denny's teammates in, in Ghana. So they're getting reinforcements, the rich get richer. I think they go out and win it. Do you have any objections to that? I don't have an objection. I do have a question though. Would yeah. you rather, would you rather have the team, our team, Austin FC, win the wooden spoon three seasons in a row to suddenly just get the the top of the top of the conference runaway supporter shield contender season on the fourth year no uh, no but no good for doing it <laughs> yeah i think since he's a, a special case because they it, their terrible run of form for three years straight led to a lot of change from within and that mm-hmm. new you know the, the new brass coming in made a lot of investment and it worked out for them but I yeah. think we've been a little bit more fortunate. I so. I also feel like uh, Cincinnati is definitely probably running away with Porter Shield. But uh, look, 
to Philadelphia to kind of make it a little scary, just because now that they're out of CCL, don't have to worry about that as much. Um, they they might just make it a little interesting. That's true, right. and you can look at you can look at LAFC for the same reason I mentioned with Buanga. They sure. they've only played fourteen games, so they yeah. have a lot of runway to catch up. Um, if they went off for those games, they have forty one points on the season, so or something like that, forty ish. Um, moving forward, the last one is MLS champs. Do y'all think it's LAFC's to lose or is there mm. someone else that's running away with it? No, I think it's LAFC's to lose. For sure. Yeah, let's just keep it going on with uh, Cincy and let's ride that pretty <laughs> much all the way through to the end. No, yeah, it, right. like in all seriousness, like um, I think it, you're looking at a complete team um, that that is like grinding out results, you know, uh, at home and away. It's just like that's, that's going to be such a fun part of the playoffs to watch is that Eastern yeah. Conference. Yeah, I'm just worried. Be... I'm just I just fear teams like the Philadelphia and the LAFC just know when to turn on at the right times. They just have that experience. They've been there before, whereas right. since he hasn't uh, and they're just, you know, like Gareth Bale just coming in into the MLS Cup, just be like, oh, OK. And just, you know, winning the, yeah, winning the win. MLS Cup for him. Let yeah. me scratch my butt. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> win this thing for y'all and go on my way. I got tea time later. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's wrap up the MLS segment there. Uh, moving on the stoppage time. We'll start with a, a couple Austin FC ones and then move forward from there. Um, our boy Leo Vicenin is spending his international break vacationing in Miami, and some fans are grumpy. What do y'all think about that? That's tough, man. Let him let him chill, dude. Like he's he's literally like still recovering. He de- he deserves to like have a little bit of chill time for sure. Hello, Joe. Yeah, physical therapy is uh, incredibly, insanely physically and mentally hard. Uh, we're we're on an international break. Let the man have a week to relax, please. For sure, he can't just stay inside and bubble wrap all day. He's got to enjoy life still a little bit. As long as he's doing what the trainers say, he's good. Uh, moving on. So this actually came news of this came out while we're recording. Um, so Owen Wolf to PSV rumors are swirling again. Um, it's out of comes from an article written by Tom Boger in the Athletic naming some of the biggest contenders in MLS to be sold. Um, Owen Wolf is one of those guys. So that, I mean, as of today, we were just talking about that as someone that we would see being sold. Um, is that surprising to y'all? Not no. at all. No, Not at all. And I think, I think coming from Tom Bogert, it's, it's got some, you know, bearing to it. Uh, moving on. We got two more Copa Tejas games at home to end this month. Uh, what are y'all's predictions? Did we get, did we win either? Do we get some points out of it at least? Lojo? I'd like to get one point, please. Just give me one. Just give me one, please. <laughs> Y'all can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. I got my eyes closed, and I'm just, I hope it's, oh, my God. <laughs> you got your Jerusy candle there? Like, please, Seba, <laughs> carry <Right>. us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm, I'm honestly, you know, I'm not hopeful. I'm just, it just gets it gets make worse. Us happy. It gets worse before it gets better, honestly. Like, this, these two games could not have come at a worse time. I know. Honestly. I know. We'll see. Hope we're hopeful, kind of, sort of, maybe. Uh, moving on, Tiago Amada rumors are heating up as well. Um, as European soccer is hitting the offseason, could he break the MLS transfer record of 27 million? Um, if Atlanta decides to sell, what do y'all think? 100%. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 He won a world cup and now he's dominating MLS. They're going to get it back. Um, new names are rumored to field offers for uh, from Saudi PIF. Two being Neymar and your boy Lukaku. What do y'all think? Either of those have traction or is it just more money thrown at the wall? Paul. 
Uh, I think for Neymar, more money thrown at the wall. I think Lukaku, first of all, not my boy, but uh, <laughs> he, he wears blue. He, Come on, stop it. Um, I can see that. I can see that being more realistic um, than than the Neymar shout. But yeah. I don't know, Lojo, what do you think? Uh, I'm not familiar with this Lukaku guy. Uh, I know only a man <laughs> named by Lukaka. Uh, but uh, no, <laughs> I can see the Saudi league being a good league for him. Uh, sounds like a good place for uh, him to go to, not come back to Chelsea ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, I agree. Same thing. I think you think, think Megan be... the Stallion gonna be okay with that? Hey, she, she gonna be when she gets that bag though. She'll be happy. Right, with right, that. right. She sees yeah. that paycheck. She gonna, she gonna sing about I got a poppy out in Saudi Arabia and Saudi. <laughs> yeah, I think out in Saudi. I think Lukaku is the perfect candidate, the, the kind of perfect profile of player that they want to bring over. Um, Neymar, unless he's absolutely distraught that Messi left him, then he's staying. Um, moving on, the official venues for the 2026 World Cup list has come out, um, and the U.S. makes up 11 of them. Some that made it are Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, L.A., New York, Miami, obviously, Philly, San Francisco, and Seattle. Um, some American uh, venues that didn't make it are D.C. and Baltimore. The DMV didn't make it. Lojo, are you okay with? Are you okay with that? Yeah, for sure. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, Cincinnati. I'm not too sad. Yeah, Cincinnati didn't make it. Nashville didn't make it. Orlando didn't make it. All teams with NFL stadiums, but I guess they decided to go to bigger markets. Um, and then, of course, we have a couple, a few in Mexico, uh, Guadalajara, Mexico City, Estadio Azteca, Monterrey, and then Toronto, Vancouver. They kind of all get their spots. So nothing too crazy, too shocking. Um, obviously, the DMV shout, Lojo, my heart is with you. But uh, <laughs> the big markets <laughs> were always nothing. Big, there's definitely nothing big enough in uh, the DMV. No, the, the FedEx. Yeah, uh, they were going the Ravens yeah. Arena would be the yeah. one. So, yeah. And I don't think they want to house people in Baltimore. The nah. Women's World Cup kicks off in 36 days. Are y'all ready? Y'all excited? More international footy, Paul? Hell yeah, man. Let's bring it. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I was telling telling the boys off the pod um, that I think this is going to be the most challenging tournament so far for the U.S. women just because um, I think we're starting to see a little bit of the creep. From, uh, when I say creep, I just mean like everyone else kind of like progressing closer to the skill level that the U.S. Uh, women's national team have. And so it's going to be, sure. you know, we've seen um, in qualifying and just also in some of those friendlies uh, that they haven't had the easiest time, you know, dominating the way we've seen them the past yep. decade plus at this point, you know. And so look for there to be some like quality uh, competition and, and, um, yeah, it's going to be a yeah, good one for sure. For sure. For sure. And it could be one of the more difficult, uh, world cups for fans to watch as well, because it's in Australia and New Zealand. Oh yeah. So the time difference could be pretty wild. Um, yeah. So let's, let's, let's wrap it up boys. Um, we appreciate y'all kicking it with us on this week's episode of the very dependent podcast. I've been Logan. Catch me on Twitter at Lobar VHLM. I am Logan Jones. You can catch me at the Lolo Jones. And I'm Paul. You can catch me at Paul Andrew FC. Government name. Oh, government name. And make sure to keep the chatter going online by following at the very dependent on Twitter. Um, we appreciate you all riding out this long ass episode with us. We had a lot to say. Uh, but We're going to try and t- trim it down, though, I think in the future. Yes. <laughs> Moving forward, especially with the keep cell loan thing that 
we had too We're much learning. to say. So we appreciate y'all sticking out, sticking around. Put it on 1.5 speed if you uh, made it here and you didn't already do that. So <laughs> <laughs> bust through this thing. Appreciate y'all. That's the podcast. Uh, deuces. Good stuff. I liked it. Oh, why are you screaming at me?